This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's improved morale. We needed a win. I think to reverse the fortunes and sort of instead of conceding late goals, which we'd done in the previous two games, to score one ourselves and win in that manner certainly won't do any harm. I think it just made everybody feel good when that winner went in. I thought it was a good, solid performance against tough opponents. Pantomime season is in full swing and in typical Mansfield Town fashion, in the space of two games, the same player goes from villain to hero. Step forward, Lucas Aikins. His late winner against Colchester ended a run of defeats and injected some much-needed spirit into the fan base. But is three points enough to put right the ever-growing list of wrongs that's been written so far this season? Can we ignore the way we've been playing? Can we forget the disastrous way we were beaten in the Papa Johns? Can Reese Oates force his way back into a more central and prolific position? And can we defeat the ghosts of Mansfield's past? as we head to Stevenage on Saturday. All questions we'll try and answer over the next 45 minutes or so, and you can try and help us too by getting involved in the comments on the live feed. This is the Mansfield Matters Pantomime. Oh no, it's not! It's actually the Mansfield Matters Podcast. You know, to be fair, I probably could call it a pantomime tonight. Why? Because my panto cast haven't even bothered to show up. And I'm not even joking. They genuinely haven't. I'm actually going to sack them all. They're all getting yellow cards and they're all getting banned from the Mansfield Masters Christmas party. What, we're not having a Christmas party? What? Oh, well, that's probably why they've not showed up. Fortunately, I'm not on my own. I have secured as a great guest tonight to talk all things Mansfield Town and uh, just talk about her game too and lots of other stuff over the next half an hour or so. Um, they will get no Christmas presents from me. They will get a lump of coal and uh, they'll get told off. Although Clive's just woke up. I've just seen him pop on. So I'll say hello to him in a minute. Uh, but first, I'm going to get me off the screen and I'm going to say hello and good evening to the person who I was going to say is the saviour of the Mansfield Matters podcast tonight. Her name's Emma. She's the Her Game 2 ambassador for Mansfield Town. Emma, first and foremost, thanks for rescuing us. <laughs> no problem. I mean, yeah, it was getting getting close, wasn't it? <laughs> Not sure how we'd have managed with my internet if it had gone out. You'd have been on your own, but we're good. Well, do you know what? It's not. I was telling you before. It's not the first time that that's happened. It's just fortunate, you know. Now that we get to do it virtually, people can just wake up and uh, <laughs> come and say hello and pretend that they'd not forgotten about the podcast. Like Clive. Hi, Clive. I was on a. I was on a business call. Ah, oh, there you go. That's time what, ran away that, with me. Is that what you call an evening nap? Is it? A business call? No, no, seriously, I was on the phone. <laughs> and then this well, very same device came up saying Mansfield Matters is live, and I thought, oh, bugger. <laughs> there you go. Well, I was, I was going to do this whilst we was off air, but Clive, this is Emma. Emma, this is Clive. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, nice, nice right. to see you. Right, let's give everybody, if they don't know who you are, Emma, let's give people a little bit of uh, background about you, when you first started watching Stags, and why it is we've, not just, you know, be the saviour of Mansfield Matters, but why it is that we've got you on the podcast tonight. So the floor virtually is yours. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, I have been going to Mansfield Games for 19 years, I think I've worked it out. Um, so I think I was telling you earlier, my first game was the 6-0 win against Bishop Stortford in the FA Cup. Uh, my dad turned around to me and said, don't worry, it's not like this every week. And that proved to be correct. Um, 
it was terrible. Um, so yeah, I've been going for that long, enjoying the games to a degree. Um, and yeah, I saw the Her Game 2 Ambassador uh, advert go live and thought, why not? Um, I'm passionate about it. I want to make sure that women are involved in football and you know, young girls coming through can have the experiences that I've had at Mansfield. Um, because I think, you know, I've always been really lucky where I am. I've got so many, it's like a family, isn't it? You know, and I've got so many people around me. I can, I've traveled to many away games on my own if my dad's not been able to go. And, you know, you always feel good and safe and there's always somebody that will say hello. Um, and I want other people to experience that. And if there's anything that we can do to improve and make that match day experience better for women and girls going, then, yeah, let's go for it. And it's been a whirlwind sort of so far. You've done a lot of sort of press interviews and, and things like that. You're going to be doing one with the club soon as well to sort of uh, let people know a little bit more about it. Um, just for those that don't know, tell us a little bit more more broadly about Her Game 2 and what it involved. Because it has had a real snowball over the last year or so. Yeah, massively. So it was set up by 12 female football fans. It was in, I think, May last year. So it's been going just over 18 months now. Um, the purpose was to set it up to help highlight sexism within football because it still happens. Um, so we're together to eradicate it. Part of that is having ambassadors at clubs. Um, so not only are they tackling it on you know, a national level, um, but also individually. Because at the end of the day, what works for Mansfield might not work for you know, Northampton, for example. Um, it's all very individual, but we all link in together and we want to make sure that, you know, there's a good reporting system. So if anyone is struggling with any sort of sexist abuse at the games, they know how to report that. So we can tackle it, you know, as quickly and as easily as possible um, to stop it. From happening. It's really positive. I have to say as well, obviously, I've seen this initiative sort of been brought in and monitored it quite closely over the last year or so. And whilst I was working as a broadcaster last season, I did actually witness a couple of instances of sexism and actually the reporting process because of her game too has had an impact. And, you know, those people haven't necessarily been put off about going for a career and, and things like that, which is really, really good to see. And, you know, on the back of the Euros as well, we want to get more female fans involved. You know, I actually feel a little bit guilty i'm gonna hold my hands up that you know we're in series six of the mansfield matters podcast and you're the first female that we've had on the really? panel yeah and it's not for want of trying i think a lot of it boils down to like you were sort of saying to me before we, we started there is this confidence thing isn't there about um because football so broad sometimes female fans don't feel like their opinion matters as much well that is absolute rubbish and you know we want this to be as an inclusive platform as it possibly can be yeah no that's it's true and it's a shame that you know you you have witnessed that and you know i'm glad that everything has sorted itself out and they've not been put off and you know they can continue and have really good careers because that's it it's it's important that female fans are heard and are listened to and supported and feel safe it's important that women wanting to work within the club be that you know in journalism a physio you know whatever you want to do i don't want them to be put off by it um, and, you know, little girls going to school that want to play football or, you know, women may want to take it up outside as a hobby now after the Euros and be more interested in it. I want them to be able to talk about it and feel OK that they're a football fan because, you know, you have things like, oh, you know a lot about football for a girl. And you're like, OK, or just a human, you know, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that works too. Um, you see the, so, yeah, the contrast I'm a bloke who knows nothing about football. So. <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? I'm sure you do. I'm sure you know plenty. But it's it's sad that these comments happen. And, you know, it, it's an opinions game, isn't it? None of, none of us are in these jobs. You know, we're not football managers. We're not football players. We watch it and we enjoy it. That's very, very true. Right. Because you are on the Mansfield Matters podcast for the first time, we have to give you the initiation to, you know, get you on the podcast. And that is just grilling you about some of your favourite players, favourite moments, that sort of thing over the years. So um, obviously behind me on every podcast, I always have the McKenzie shirt. You mentioned the Bishop for game before. That's when he scored a hat-trick, of course. Um, so I have to say he and Kevin Pilkington were the two players that I sort of liked first and foremost became my first favorite players who were your first favorites um so obviously Liam Lawrence um because I was you know first season and he was exciting to watch and you know went on to you know do some really good things um 
I loved Reese Day um, back in the day. Uh, and then kind of more recently, it, it, it changes. I mean, this season, for instance, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you, you like qualities in different players, I think. Um, you know, Stephen Dawson was an absolute hero for me. I loved him. Um, he was tough. He got involved. He wasn't afraid. He was box to box. He always put effort in no matter what. And I love that about a player. I like, you know, I like somebody that will give everything when he's on the pitch, no matter what. Um, so there are a few of my favourites over the years. Let's go for the opposite. Who's your favourite in the present squad? My favourite in the present squad? Emma, who's your favourite Yeah, in the present squad? Right, how do we do this? Um, <laughs> I think I've got a few different ones. So. Hewitt. Yeah. <laughs> so Hewitt for me, I think, has been great. I really love obviously Oates. I think his pace, his strength, the you know, the problems that he causes is just fantastic. And I'm so glad to have him back. I love Macadam's side, you know, I there's there's a lot. I love Quinn. I love Ollie Clark. And I feel like that is a little bit controversial sometimes. Oh, where's um, Nathan when you want him? <laughs> do you know Nathan's history with Ollie? You, yeah, yeah. So Nathan famously on this podcast once said that he would chuck Ollie Clark off a cliff. Oh, helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it would have been good to see Nathan's reaction to that. I'll wait at the bottom yeah. of the trampoline so he can come back. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we did. So we did uh, caveat that by saying that the uh, views expressed in this in the broadcast are solely those of the individuals and not those of Mansfield Matters, but there you go. Right, shall we crack on and talk all things uh, current? We'll come back to her game too later and some of your ideas and things like that for uh, the future um, and how people can sort of contact you and follow you on social media, that sort of thing as well. Uh, let's delve into, though, Clive, the last couple of games or so because we've got to address the elephant in the room and uh, the contrasting performances of Lucas Aikens. On one hand, at Everton away, you have the villain of the piece, the one who comes on stage and gets constantly booed by the kids. Yes, I'm going with the pantomime theme. And then the other side of the pendulum, he comes off of the bench, scores a late winner and becomes a hero. Two contrasting games for him, but also two contrasting results and performances for the Stags. Yeah, I, you know, I'm a big defender of of this since he's been with us because he gets no end of stick, a lot unfairly. And from people that don't see the amount of work that the guy puts into his game, or they measure him against his, how many goals or the odd mistakes. And he did make a couple of mistakes at Everton, and he has been he has got a mistake in his games. But let's be clear, he plays well when he plays in the position he's good at. What Mr Clough tends to do is to put him in any position where he's got a gap. And that's not fair on the player. He threw him on in an advanced position, and he turned the game. I think he's 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 a better player than the average fan thinks he is at the moment. Mm. He certainly is. And talking of uh, people who are um, latecomers and uh, mysterious, let's see if I can add Alan Wilson to this. He's all oh, he's got a new backdrop. Evening, Al. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> right. I've I've got so many questions. I'll introduce you properly to Emma in a second. I've got okay. so many questions. Where where are you? That's that's not your kitchen. No, I'm at home. It's just I've, uh, Jeanette's ch- turned it round. I'm just all in right. the curtains. All right, yeah, you've decided to have a change as good as the rest, is it? So yeah. you, you completely foxed me, right? Uh, I'll formally introduce you. So, Alan, this is Emma, who I'm dubbing tonight as the saver of the Mansfield Matters podcast because at seven thirty, when I press go live, it was just me and Emma that were here. All oh, right. <laughs> and Emma, yes, I, know, I know Emma. Even, good evening, you Emma. I don't even need to uh, introduce yeah. you to Alan. Everyone yeah, I know Alan. of Emma. Yeah. There you go, yeah. uh, Alan. We were just talking about um, heroes and villains, and Mr. Aikens, you were with us at Everton and witnessed the. Uh, villainousness yeah. of the piece conceding two late goals you're also there and you could tell in your voice when you screamed Lucas Aikens <laughs> for the winner you weren't quite sure where to pitch it <laughs> the thing is you've got to play him in his correct position 
It's, it's no good with Aikens playing him at right back because we've seen that times many, like a few others, you know, Jordan Barry. They have reasonable games and, you know, they can do a job. But play him in his correct position and he'll do the business. Simple as. It is as simple as. And I think, like Clive was saying earlier, Emma, he does get some unnecessary stick on social media. Um, I think a lot of it is down to where he's put on the field. But I think on... Saturday against Colchester, he was utilised for exactly what he's there to be. A really good, experienced, impact player that can come on and change a game. Yeah, 100%. And actually, I do feel a little bit for him because I don't know about you, but when you're when you're there and he comes on or he starts, you, you can feel everyone waiting for him to make a mistake. Yeah. And I can feel that pressure around me and I'm just like, oh, he gets the ball and I'm like, don't, don't do something stupid. Like, and... If we feel that, he must feel that. And it, it's a confidence game, isn't it? And, you know, if you constantly put everyone on your back, you're not going to do that well. Um, but absolutely, he needs to be playing in his right position. And like you say, just prove that when he put the ball in the back of the net. And I'd be more than happy to sort of see him continuing that role, just coming off the bench and making a difference, Clive, because that's exactly what he's, he's there to do. And I think the more he does that, if he can do that, you know, maybe five or six times between now and the end of January, I think that whole perception of him is going to completely change because it is just like riding the wave, isn't it? One minute it's going to dip down, the next minute it dips up, exactly like we've seen this week. Yeah, I, I don't like to think of anybody being a permanent bench player because um, I think that's a bit demeaning. I think every player hopes and should expect, if he, if he trains well, to be given a fair crack of the whip and get it on from the start. And the man is physically fit. I think he's, he's capable of 90 minutes. Um, and and we've, got, um, we've got a bench which, when everybody's available, is quite luxurious. And we haven't had that for a while, but we're now starting to see the treatment table getting some relief and uh, and the, the bench is there to make our team better when it needs to be better now i'm i think that's an illustration of it bringing him on against colchester we just needed something to turn turn it round we needed to do something to uh, to, to to take advantage of the little bit of rubber of the green that was our our entitlement because we've been denied a perfectly good penalty, in my opinion, earlier in the game, by what I would think is probably one of the worst referees we've seen all season. Um, mm. And uh, and I think is what would have been a foul had the referee seen it, which led up to him scoring the goal, was fair compensation for that. But the lad had to do it, and he took advantage of it. Now, I don't want to talk too much about Lucas Aikens. I've spoken a lot about him over the time. I just think he's worth more than... That he's been entitled, he's been allowed to have since he's been with us, and I do understand the pressure that Clough's under. Um, but Clough is one of those people that is stubborn enough to plough through. If he thinks the player's got it, he'll put him in, even if the fans are on his back. In fact, he made yeah, some complaint this week about that, didn't he? Saying, "Boo me, don't boo the players." Well, I have to yeah. say, I'm not that conscious of too much booing at the moment. But um, you know, the the performance of the team, not uh, Lucas Aikens in recent weeks, has been lacking. Hopefully, the win we clawed out against Colchester will be a turning point. Saturday yeah, I is think going to be the acid test, in my opinion. Oh, big time, big time. We'll come on to Saturday later on. I think uh, Clive made a good point there, Emma, about um, Clough talking about the booing and, and things like that. I don't think there's been too much of it of this season. I just think, like, I was on a Sheffield Wednesday podcast the other week and I was asked about it. I think it's just about the expectation levels. Naturally, with Mansfield, because we finished so high last season and we went on such the emotional run that we did, that's just raised everybody's expectations through the roof. And because it's not being matched, that's where the frustration's come in it's like it's like buying a lottery ticket and knowing you've got the winning numbers but having to wait six you know six days until the lottery draw is made yeah it's it's interesting you say that actually because i do think there's a lot of with our run last year we, it was it felt unstoppable to a degree you know you were going to a game and you were nervous but you you was confident that we were going to pick up three points and it was getting better and better had a little bit of a dip and then obviously to, for it to end how it did obviously at Wembley, it's kind of, it massively stilted that. And I mean, if you look at where we are now compared to where we were, where we were last year, you know, we're not, it's not really much different. Um, but you would think it, judging on how everything's, I don't know, being, being talked about, I suppose, 
Um, but I do feel like that's kind of hilted on momentum a little bit. And we, we've kind of gone into the season feeling like we've not really got going, but we have. <laughs> Did it's you see the stat in the Chad report this week that shows that Mansfield Town in 2022 is the best performing team in League Two in terms of uh, wins and goals yeah. differences? And if we do, if if 2022 had been the season, we'd have finished champions. It's crazy, isn't it? Really? We've just happened to split it over two seasons, which hasn't helped. That always seems to be the way with Mansfield. But we, we're 15 points ahead of where we were this time last year. So, and we missed out by one point or two points or whatever it was in, in getting promoted last year. So, I don't think there's any cause for despair. But that doesn't stop us getting frustrated when we see poorer performances than we wanted to see. I think that's a good point, Alan, isn't it? I think it's not necessarily about where we are in the table and things like that. I think a lot of people's expectations are drummed up and created through the way we perform. You know, we could perform badly all season and, and you know, nick a load of 1-0 wins or 2-1 wins in the 90th minute and get promoted. But would people rather see that or would people rather see us playing teams off the park every week? Trying to find that middle balance, Alice, it must be so frustrating. I wouldn't like to do it. Yeah, everybody's different, aren't they? I mean, I like to see a good, irrespective whether we win or lose, if we've performed to, to the best of our abilities and we've been beaten on the day by a better side, I hold my hands up and say, fair enough. I said, but if it's, if it's the other way, you know, where we're playing people out of position and whatever, and it can be, organised a little bit better, shall we say. You know, that's when it gets frustrating. But like we said on the podcast in the last two, three, four weeks, once all the players or 99% of them are fit, Mansfield should start firing, hopefully, on all cylinders. Because they're not at the moment. But even on Saturday, when Aikens came on, he only came on because Swan had a bit of a knock, didn't he? So, I mean, it, just, it just shows you. You know, fine margins, that's all it is. And I think, get these players back and we'll see a different mental attitude apart from anything else. I hope so. I think you saw, I mean, on Saturday that with Reese Oates back in the side, Steve yeah. McLaughlin was back after a while. We seem to have a lot better fit. The only concern I have is when they're not available, are we now over that little spell or do we need to be prepared again for when they're when they're not around? Because it made a vast difference having them two, just two players making a huge difference. It did. It was nice to see him back because we have the balance again. I mean, it took Quinny and Macker, I would probably say, first 20 minutes to like get together again, if you like. You know, but after that, they started putting the passes into each other again, and it looked like the more, you know, more more like their old selves. But uh, even Page coming in, you know, that that's a bit of a quandary because now he's got a knock. So if Macca does go down, you know, we at the moment we haven't got Mister Page, and he's sent to do reasonably well against uh, Arrogate in the second half. What I saw on the highlights. Let's talk Reese Oates, Emma. You mentioned earlier, you know, about him being a, a bright spark. We have really missed him over the last few weeks or so. I had a little bit of concern seeing him sort of playing a wider role, but actually, you know, we we do miss a little bit of bit of that. And if he can find his feet and get that partnership struck between him, Swan with Lapsley just behind, I think that actually could be a very dangerous front three. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think um I know what you mean with the concerns of him being on the right. It's it's worrying. And I think you always think about when a player comes back from such a long injury as well, really, it takes them a while to get back to where they were and to find the feet and to get that fitness back and that spark. So playing him on the right as well, it, initially you sit there and think, oh, this isn't right. But hopefully, like you say, it'll click. So I was really, really happy to see him and Swan playing um, and playing together because I think they could be really good with Lapsley, like you're saying, behind. Um, but yeah, it's good to have him back. How important is a little bit of patience, Emma, for those two? Because they've not really had a lot of game time to form a partnership. It's essentially a pre-season for them two now as a, as a pairing over the next probably three, four games to find that rhythm. Yeah, I agree. Patience is key. It really is. You know, yes, they train train together, but they haven't been. You know, like we say, they're made of glass and one's injured and the other one's injured and, and about five others are injured. And, you know, it does look a little bit, it looked a little bit on Saturday like no one really knew each other at, at points because it does always seem like there's this never-ending cycle of, you know, you get a couple back and then another one goes. And, you know, so we do have to be patient with that and they have to be patient and work together and it will come and it'll click and then we'll see it. 
Let's go back to uh, Colchester, Al, for a second and just uh, have a little look at that because, you know, we won the game, which is the most important thing. We had some chances to try and kill it off, but we perhaps didn't find that killer instinct. But what's more important at this stage of the season is definitely, for me, not having another defeat or a draw in there. You know, we'd had three consecutive defeats, albeit in three different competitions. But, you know, competitions when you're a footballer, I don't particularly think have much attention because it becomes a mentality thing. So for them to end that little run and give themselves that bit of confidence boost, it could be the turning point again. The be-all and end-all, in my opinion, Saturday, Craig, was the, like you say, was the three points. One point was the minimum. Providing we didn't lose the game, you know, we, I'm sure Nigel would have been quite happy. But obviously, to walk away with the three points, it must have been over the moon, especially how it happened. Because, like you said, we did miss a few chances. And as regards Oatsy playing on the right, I mean, like the CJ have passed, there's nothing to stop him coming on the other side or even down the centre because Swanee's got some pace. Hasn't he? And you know, he can they can go together well. But like you said, I think it was a it was a master stroke to put him on the right because it he, he played there at Everton, didn't he? If you remember, and he looked quite good. I mean, I was concerned at one point at Everton, Clive, that he was auditioning him to play a right wing back, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was made a little mistake, didn't he? And then I think that was it. <laughs> yes, he was simply going a bit deep. I think that's probably just getting used to his new his new role, I guess. But. Uh... I like to see him further advanced than than you've suggested, but that's because I think he's a finisher. But at the moment, we have a team that drives from midfield and it makes sense for him to use his pace to do that. And Lapsley is a good counter for that. And if you've got, I don't know, who's your, who's your favourite main striker then? Is it is it going to be Aikens or is it going to be Swan? Um, Aikens can be a bit physically present in a way that Swan isn't. But Swan's got a little degree of mobility that Aikens doesn't have. I guess it's horses for courses, isn't it? And you've got to trust the management team for having done research to find out what they think is the best lineup for the opposition that day. And I think that's what he'll do. You'll see Aikens come in sometimes and you'll see Swan come. But if Swan can keep putting the goals in, it's his place to lose. Yeah, it certainly is. And you know, that's, that's a good way to have it. I'd rather have a competitive front three than have to play, you yeah. know, three players or, or two players or whatever out of position to, just to make up the numbers. Because another factor you've got in there as well, you've got Jordan Barry that's sort of knocking on the door a little bit as well and, you know, waiting to come in and uh, get his opportunity as well. So I think when, when everyone gets fit again, I think that'll be it. But it always happens to me to, to be this time of year, you know, you've made me start thinking, Emma, about, seasons of Mansfield's past and whenever Mansfield have that sort of horrible sort of dip of form that grey run the miserable run if you like it always seems to coincide with winter yeah I don't know how we do it um we used to always start after Christmas didn't we and it's like we just can't do the first half of the season it's bizarre we're starting to get a, a little bit further back um but yeah I don't know we always seem to hit at this time and I don't know if it is it's always injuries, isn't it? And I don't know if it is yeah. linked to, you know, a fitness thing pre-season. I don't, I don't know. Um, but it, it, yeah, there certainly is a bit of a common theme, isn't there? You see, as one of the older generation, Emma, I remember when Mansfield players never got injured. They play all season with a broken leg if they have yes. to. I think our players, to some extent, are a bit too fragile. But that's a personal opinion, and I, I don't mm -hmm. profess to be an expert in these matters. But Swan, you've only got to knock him over and that's it, he's out of the game. And and I think Harbottle's had more injuries than a young man is entitled to have in his short time with us. Uh, don't get me wrong, I think we're a better team with Harbottle in it, by the way. Um, but I, I just think that we, we've, yeah. we've had people go out with the most innocuous injuries that's taken weeks, if not months, to recover from. And then throw in there the fact we've got an ageing lineup in the back line and then chuck in their players that inevitably from time to time go out of form. And then throw on top of that players that are out of favour, Mr Law. Uh, then that, that's, the, that's my summarisation of the upsy-down if uh, season we're having. I'm going to put that on a Mansfield Matters t-shirt. I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to start some. I'm going to start a new merch uh, set. I'm going to put what was it? Upsy downsy. Was that yeah, the phrase? Upsy downsy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt or a new line of mugs, whichever you want. 
I'm going to say, I think, I think you stole the show there, Clive, you know, with all your analogies, you know, there are quite a few there, you know, if this, if that, if the other, you know, poor old Stags, why do we bother going to watch him? I mean, I'll be honest, I thought I'd hit, I thought I'd raised the bar high enough with a lottery ticket analogy, but obviously not. <laughs> I was on the terraces on, against, uh, on Saturday, there was a chap next to me, I, do, I speak to him regularly, but I don't know his name, unfortunately. But he was talking about one player, and I'm not going to name the player, but he says, his form's in and out more than a fiddler's elbow. <laughs> I've not heard that before. <laughs> I've heard of that one, yeah. Oh, dear, dear, dear. I mean, to be fair, that's quite an interesting thing you say about um, not knowing people's names. Because I had, I went through pretty much an entire season with you sat in front of me, Clive. I didn't know what your name was. You're, you didn't want to know I did. You You're right. I didn't. Out. I wanted to. Move. I wanted to move. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I never wanted. I'll let you to a secret. I never wanted to do commentary. I just did it to get away from you. <laughs> <laughs> Look how that, that turned course, out. <laughs> I know. That of course is a joke and not true at all. Go. Uh, right, I'll bring it back. I, 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 honestly, after upsy downsy, I don't quite know where to go with this now. But there you go. <laughs> That's I'll my Christmas to... gift to you. Thanks. I mean, I'd rather. I'd, I'm moving house, so I'd rather take like IKEA vouchers or something like that. Yeah. But if that's all you've got, I'm not going to turn. You never look a gift horse in the mouth, dear. So I'll do your upsy downsy voucher. Upsy downsy voucher, dear. Oh dear, um, Emma. I'm going to come back to come back to you and hope that you can be the saviour of the podcast again, like you were earlier on. Um, this season so far, as we, you know, we're in a similar position to where we were last season. Our form's not in terms of performance isn't quite there, but. How much do you think Mansfield are away from getting to that level where we can all collectively think that we will go one better? And of course, one better being League One football next season. Yeah, I think it's a hard one, isn't it, this season? Because it feels really negative, but we're in the playoffs. It's crazy. Um, so I think it's hard to get out of that headspace. Um, I do think we can do it. I think January transfer window is going to be important, if I'm honest, um, mm. to see if we can kind of continue from from that point on. Um, it's a it's a waiting game, isn't it? It's a building building project. Um, last year we probably overachieved slightly, um, being where we were. So you know, I'm hoping that we can do it this year. Um, I'm sick of hearing we're on our way because um, I feel oh. like we've been lost for a very long time. Um, <laughs> and I've, I can't listen to it again. I just can't. We need to go up just for that alone. Um, so fingers crossed, yeah. I think we can do it. Is the, is the we're on a way bit part of the 1987 song? Because if it is, I'm 100% with you that that should never no, be heard again. One. That's your oh, favourite, Craig. <laughs> just makes no <laughs> logistical <laughs> sense. <laughs> I, I know. Do any of them? Well, no, but I don't know. I just I'm get OCD sure. about it. As Listen, much as I if we get Matthew, promoted this year, Craig will be singing that. I will not. I will, right. I'll say this now. I will never sing that song. Ever. <laughs> not happening. In 1987. <laughs> See you later. That's how, that's how, I, do, that's how I deal with that. Yeah, he'll never learn, will he, Clive? He'll never learn. In your opinion, Craig, how many percent would you say Mansfield are now? As in, you know, the whole shebang. Out of the hundred percent, how many percent are we? Eight, you know, are we playing at now? Up to yet this season? I'm the host. Three point seven. No, just the host. (laughs) Just a question, mate. I'm the host. You don't ask me. Que- I ask the questions. <laughs> you for- have you forgot the rule book? No. How much? How much blood have they taken? No, me. Oh, go on now. My head's light. I'm just going to find the blood hunter. Craig, just say no, a number but- under 100 and shut him up. <laughs> what? No, go on. What was the question? No, I think um, I'm just interested <laughs> to find out in a percentage point of view, how many percent do you think Mansfield are actually on at this present time? You know, in the season as a whole. In comparison to last season or just generally no, this season? No, just this season, in your opinion. In terms of where we could be with the squad, um, I would actually I wouldn't put it above sixty percent. I'm gonna be honest. I think we've got a lot more in us. I think there's you know, there's I mean, 
I've, we've talked about it a lot on this show, and I'll get Emma's opinion on it in a second because she's new to the panel and it's another another version of it. But we've obviously tried to try something new this season, which was implementing the, the three at the back. It was fine, like we've said numerous times, when you had the personnel to fit it, when yeah. everybody's fit and available. The problems we've had have, of course, been the fact that we haven't had the people available for it. And Nigel Clough has been uberly stubborn over trying to make it make it work sometimes you just got to hold your hands up and, and walk away from it we've had we have walked away from it over the last couple of games or so you look at the last three games Sheffield Wednesday Everton and of course Colchester on Saturday we've gone with a back form we've looked a lot lot better in fact had it not been for us switching off and thinking about the Christmas night out in Liverpool during the Ever- last 10 minutes of the Everton game yeah. I think we'd have probably gone through and been playing Lincoln in a couple of weeks time but um for me I think all things factors considered, I think we're probably only at 60%. And maybe it would have been higher if we'd have had Oates available or McLaughlin available. Um, but for me, 60%. But I think we can rapidly go up another 20, 30. Emma, what about you? Whereabouts do you think we are on that percentage scale? Um, Yeah, that's probably accurate, to be honest. I think it needs to click, doesn't it? And I think the minute it clicks, I think we will rapidly go up. Um. And we have tinkered about a little bit, haven't we, with kind of players' formation, you know, trying the three at the back, which, yeah, unless we've got the right personnel in there, which I don't think we have, um, it's not going to work. We have looked better with four at the back. Um, We we just need some stability. We really just need some some stability now moving forward. Um, If we can try and get a decent run with, you know, four at the back, some good players staying in, Oates staying in, you know, Maka keeping himself fit and not injured and you know hopefully we can build that and it will I think it will go quite quickly like you say but not right now if we were to put you on the spot we'll give you a couple of minutes to think about it because Alan asked me this I think a couple of podcasts ago if everybody was fit and available what would your best 11 be we'll give you a couple of minutes to think about it um I won't throw you under the bus and uh, ask you straight away uh, Alan you what any other questions you've seen you you've let, in fact, let, let me put no. you in let me let no let no hang on, hang on let me put you in the prime position there you go you're in charge now <laughs> no I was thinking I was thinking an extra five percent Craig I would put Mansell at 65 at the moment there's plenty more to come does anybody want my opinion <laughs> no Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be ups and downs. <laughs> uh, I, I think sixty percent sounds uncomfortably wrong, in my opinion. Uh, um, I don't believe we're a million miles away from where we should be, and I think if we if we were ten percent better than we have been, we'd be probably up where we need to be. So it depends how you, you calculate this. I mean, Alan's question was a bit um, difficult to to grapple with. 100% being what? The best performance we can be or 100% being the Why best? Why was it difficult? Perfect. Well, because I didn't understand it. <laughs> what, don't, what don't you understand about me not being able to understand? <laughs> probably, well, you... probably about probably about the same thing that he understands about getting sellotape in his bingo ball holder and then covering it with cling film. Well, I worked it out in my calculator, Alan. I'm going for 71.64. 71.64. I'll stick with that. Now, let me tell you this. If we make two good signings in January, that goes up by another 11%. That's how scientific I can be. Right. Okay. I won't ask you how you've worked that out, but there you go. Right. Have we given you sufficient enough time to think of your 11? I don't think I can do 11. <laughs> it's, my problem is... My problem is... I've not got enough centre-halves and I've got too many midfielders. And that's my issue. That doesn't sound like an Emma problem. That sounds like a Nigel Clough problem. I'm not going to lie. It does. does. But to give you my best 11, I think I'm struggling. Just give us your best, you know, what you can. Um, If you can only do eight or nine, let's have eight or nine. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to go with him. Yeah. Um, But I'd bring Bishop back if I could. Um, Would you? Yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah, 
out of don't the make, team. Don't make it more complicated than it needs to be, Emma. You can't have old players back. <laughs> right, all right. Well, Pim, Pim it is then, isn't Otherwise, it? we'll be bringing wag yeah. stuff back. We, we can, <laughs> and Mackenzie's coming back and playing centre mid, and I'm having his shirt after the end of every game. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, um, I'd want Macca in there. Um, I'd probably go Hewitt and Harbottle with Gordon on the right. Are you playing a four uh, or a three? Four. Um, mm. So you're going four, four, two? Yeah, I think so. Maybe four, three, three. I don't know. Deciding. Um, can't go four, four, two, Clive. We've got no wingers. Well, so are you going with a diamond then? So I'm just trying to. Let's, let's just let's just let's let, let's let's just do a clough and just go four, and then anyone anywhere, anywhere you want. I think that's how we're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to pick you up and do what you want. Emma, if you um, help, she's in front this of This is your the Emma formation. We've got yeah, the diamond support here. Emma, hmm? Emma in front of your four, you can have an inverted rhomboid. <laughs> right. Excellent. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that is either. Either don't worry. We'll just go with a free for all. Play where you want. It's like a squashed um, diamond. I did pre-warn you, didn't I, before we started it? That's that. Clive is very, very random. In fact, that's that's what I, I used to call Clive. It, but it's fine. That's what I used to call Clive before I knew his name was Clive. He used to be called Random Rick because <laughs> it was alliteration. Because it rhymes with. No, no. I genuinely <laughs> thought your name was Rick. I don't know why. <laughs> Because you think of a dick, that's what it is. <laughs> no, not at all. Right, carry on. Emma, we interrupt. So what's your best midfielders then? No, it's fine. Um, so I like Holly Clark in there. This is my problem, isn't it? I feel like we've got too many. I like Holly Clark. I like Maris. I like Lapsley. I also like Hartigan. So where are we putting them? Well, that's your four. Oh. What about Boateng? Is he not included in your picture? Exactly. I also like Boateng. I think problem. Um, <laughs> and then I would want Swan and Oates up top. Yeah. I, I I can't see much wrong with that. I mean, I still think that Boateng and Hartigan, it's like Lampard and Gerrard for England. They just I'd agree don't, with that, yeah. They're not compatible together. Two fine individual players, but yeah. not compatible and I, I genuinely, I'm worried about when Ollie Clark is fit and available again of where he's going to get in. He's, you know, he's been on the bench for a couple of games, but for me, he should be starting. He's probably our best midfielder. And also, you know, if we're looking at potential, you know, I'm not four square peg round holes, but if I had a choice between Ollie Clark and Ollie Hawkins at centre half, I'd be putting Ollie Clark there. I think he's a tremendous yeah, so centre half. He's, so got, he's got excellent potential. But there you go. Emma, we, we, would you I, would you not? Put Quinn in your side then. Would he be just a bench warmer? <laughs> See, this is the <laughs> uh, It's very awkward, isn't it? It's very hard. If we're only playing 60 minute games, is, Quinn would have a better chance. We've got too many midfielders. Yeah. We've got too we, many we, midfielders. We, I think, yeah. Way overloaded. Yeah. And it's not like we've got a lot of bad midfielders either. You know, and, I know. You, you can see and also O'Toole wants to be a midfielder, doesn't he? <laughs> so if we had another yeah. centre back, Listen, we all know that o halves. we all know that O'Toole is not going to get anywhere near uh, starting eleven until he decides to get his hair cut. Yeah, <laughs> did you see Jason Love? True or false? Yes or no, game. That was quality. That maybe. <laughs> did I? <It> is. <laughs> We're going to have to play that on the Christmas special. Uh, right, let's move swiftly on because we are running rapidly out of time. Um, back to league action on Saturday afternoon. And like Clive said earlier on, it's going to be the acid test to where we are uh, because we come up against an acid manager, an old face, an old foe, ghosts of Mansfield's past, however you want to dress it up, Alan. Off to Stevenage to take on Mr Evans, Mr Rayner, Mr Rose and Mr Reed. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting game, Craig. I think uh, it'll be uh, a clash of uh, minds, if you like. You know, what Nigel decides you know, to do in the end, whether it's one and outs or whether it's eight in and outs, you know, it all depends 
if he's looked at their players and their form and whatever, you know, because they've been doing, let's face it, they've been doing reasonably well. But like he said in his interview, I think it was last time, well, it must have been against, uh, you know, because it was previewing the Stevenage match. He said they haven't particularly had any injuries yet. You know, they've had a, you know, a clear run, you know, like uh, every week in, week out, apart from probably the odd one or two. So I think, personally, I think it'll be a draw. I can see a draw happening. I'll take him. Well, we'll come to. They won't want to lose. We'll come to predictions in yeah. a little while because I've got the updated league table to bring us as, as oh. well. Let's see if Alan is still top of uh, top, no, of, the three, top of the shop. Um, whilst be. we've, you know, we are up against Mr. Evans. We obviously heard what Andy Garner thought of him at the uh, recent fans forum, which was a really good insight and things like that. What's your opinions on him in general, Emma? Because for me. I actually liked him when he was was here. I genuinely felt we could go somewhere. And I think I would have liked him still if he'd have just held his hands up and said, I've had a really good offer from my boyhood yeah. club, Peterborough. I want to walk I want to walk away. Or we might have been a little bit disappointed that he was going to walk away at that point. Or he should have said, I've got an offer to go to Peterborough. I'm going to go at the end of the season. I'm going to see this out because we would have then got promoted. What's your opinions on him in general? I think when he's at your club or when he's against you, you can't stand him. When he's at your club, you want him, don't you? You know, you, you see him and you mm. think, I'd, I'd love him to manage us. Um, my feelings on him now, yeah, not great. Um, I think exactly like you say, had he have held his hands up and, you know, been honest about it, then fair play. But I feel like we're still, we're recovering from his time here. He brought in so many players, you know, we were left in such a mess um, and we had a couple of difficult managerial appointments after that that never really recovered. And I think, you know, I think, yeah, I'm I'm not his biggest fan and I can't say I'm looking forward to Saturday, if I'm honest. I'm not making it on I'm Saturday, I can't. But, um, yeah, oh, I, I don't really want to have to see him there. <laughs> the interesting one for me as well is the fact that Danny Rose has gone back with him as well because, of course... Evans, after he left us, had that massive thing where he was at Peterborough in the transfer window. They were after Danny Rose, didn't meet the valuation which Carolyn and everyone put on him, which was, of course, very high because of what he'd done that season. It went through, it didn't go through and Rose became a little bit of a, a villain and then obviously came off the bench against Accrington and scored and sort of redeemed himself, but never quite hit the Danny Rose that we know and love. Um, and then eventually did leave and after a couple of seasons at Northampton has now rejoined with Evans and seems to be absolutely flying again. You know, when Rose was at Stags, he was a fan's favourite and we used to have the little clip on here and Nathan does it all the time on Twitter about the little bring him home sort of thing. And I'm still very much in that camp, but I think I think he potentially could break a few hearts, Emma, on Saturday again. He's in great form. I think he will, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, I, you, it's got him scoring written all over it, hasn't it? Um, mm. I was very much a big Danny Rose fan. I would take him back uh, if if we could. Um, and yeah, I think he's going to cause us some problems on Saturday, definitely. In an absolute heartbeat. Right, I'm going to put Alan out of his misery and go through the podcast predictions uh, table and then we'll go through this week's. And because it's Christmas as well, uh, we're also going to give you guys at home and you on the panel chance to win a little bit of a Christmas bonus point as well over the next couple of weeks or so. But first, Alan, are you or are you not at the top of the table? I wouldn't imagine so. I can tell you that you are no longer the leader of the pack. For the first time it while ever, it lasted. <laughs> for the first time ever in Mansfield Matters history, a listener is above us. A Good listener leads the way. Um, well, I don't know whether you can call him a listener or not, because he's been on the podcast twice. It's uh, Adam who's uh, right. on the table. Yeah. Um, that's the one. He's on 27 points. Alan, you're in second on 26. David Shetlife is in third on 25. Then it's Kathy Holmes on 24 and JS also on 24. Then it's me on 24. Uh, Kiwi Stag on 23. Our Nathan is on 23 as well in joint seventh. Uh, then you've got Steve Nadin in 22nd. Then Ben Swain in 10th. Uh, Clive, you're also joint 10th on 19th. Cam is down the pecking order in joint 14th on 17 points. Um, and that is where we are in terms of the Mansfield Matters uh, lineup. Let's have a little look at the Mansfield Matters podcast predictions table. Alan, you lead the way on 26 points. 
Uh, I'm in second on 24. Nathan is in third on 23. Clive is in um, fourth place on 19. And then Cam is uh, bottom of the pack on 17. So we'll see who's going to win uh, today um, or this weekend, should I say. Um, Emma, let me give you a little bit of uh, insight into what the madness of podcast predictions is. So, right, I get a lot of hammer on this show for podcast predictions. Wrongly from Nathan, by the way. Wrongly, I have to say that. It all started... What? Sorry, what? I thought I Clive was saying she, something. I think she agreed with you. All right, okay. No, it's fine. Um, this is what happens. Um, so on the first series of the Mansfield Matters podcast, we did it. It was a bit of a laugh. Nathan, I think, won it. So he wanted to carry it on in series two. And it sort of snowballed from then. And then a couple of seasons ago, we all put money into a, a mug and Nathan won the money. We stopped doing the money element of it now because we just basically just give it all to Nathan. Uh, but this season is, is hating me because every other series, I've done the points and the maths and everything for it. I said... At the start of this year, we'll do it again, but I want nothing to do with the maths, the point scoring and all of that. So we've passed it on to a listener, Ben, who does it for us. And shock horror, Nathan's not top, so he's kicking off about it and uh, giving us a little bit of stick. Or it's very, very easy to play along with. All you have to do is guess the outcome, the scoreline and the time of the first goal and that wins you X amount of points. So if you get the outcome, win, lose or draw, and the scoreline right, you get three points. If you get the outcome right, but not the scoreline, you get a point and vice versa. So if you get, if you say that we're going to win 2-0, but we lose 2-0, you still get a point for the scoreline. Uh, and then, of course, you get points for the goal time as well. Um, and you're also going to get some bonus points as well. So we're going to give you a shot at it and we'll get you on the leaderboard and, and things like that. Okay. But we'll let everybody else go first so you can see how it works rather than... Uh, so you know where to maybe pitch it, knowing that Alan's near the top and Clive's near the bottom. So you know whose prediction to perhaps listen to. Um, this week, though, Alan, I have uh, added in a few Christmas bonuses. So not only right. are you predicting the outcome, the scoreline, the goal time, because we are taking on Ghosts of Stagsmus Past. See what I did there? Um, yeah. There's also four options for you to pick from. You can only pick one. And if any of these options happen on the day, you'll get an extra bonus point. So you can pick from the following. Steve Evans or Paul Rayner to get sent off from the dugout. <coughs> Jamie Reid scores and celebrates in front of the Stags fans. Danny Rose scores and celebrates in front of the Stags fans. Reed or Rose get sent off. So you can pick from one of those four options. Now, I'm going to clarify this because I can see the questions. If Daddy Rose or Jamie Reed scores and it's at the opposite end to where the Stags fans are, it does not count. Clive's given up already. <laughs> Alan, you get where I'm coming from with this, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, right. Well, as the voice of reason, Alan, you can go... You can go first. I'm going for a 2-2 draw. First goal, yeah. 13th minute. Yeah. And I'll go with the uh, Reed scoring and uh, celebrating in front of the Stags fans. Excellent. There we go. So, Clive, you've seen the options. Alan has kept it as simple as it needs to be. Don't overcomplicate it. It's your turn. Uh, we're going to lose 3-1. Both Reed and our friend will win. They will score. Does you that count for it? Both. Oh, no, you can only pick Reed. one. Reed. And uh, Rainer to be sent off. You can't pick all four, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm just trying to show you how good it is. Listen, you, lo you lost me. You lost me. Good, good style. I had, to, I had to hold my head for a while. Yeah, I know. You've also forgot to give me a goal time as well in the madness of all that. Right. What did I say the score would be? 3-1. Well, in that yeah. case, the, yeah. first goal, the first goal will be in the 22nd minute. Two okay, little ducks. Right. I will go for... I'm not fancying this. I'm going to go for a 2-1 defeat. Um, I know, it's pessimistic. I'm sorry. Um, first goal will come in the seventh minute. And I'm going to go for uh, Evans or Rayner to get sent off. Right. So there you go. We mixed it up a little bit. Right, Emma, it's your turn now. So for the, the first thing I need for, from you 
is uh, a, a outcome. So win, lose or draw. Right. Well, I'll be positive and I'll go for a win. There we go. Scoreline. Um, no. 2-1. Uh, time of the first goal. 11 minutes. Ooh. Okay. And out of the following four options, reminder, you can only pick one of them. Uh, Steve Evans or Paul Rainey to get sent off. Jamie Reid scores and celebrates in front of the Stags fans. Danny Rose scores and celebrates in front of the Stags fans. Or Reid or Rose get sent off. Which one would you like for a Brucey bonus? I am going to go for Evans or Rainer to be sent off. I do think Rose will score, but I don't think he'll celebrate in front of us. Yeah, I, d I think he'll score, but I don't think he'll celebrate. Yeah, agreed. A little bit, a little bit like Mal Benning, sorry, Sir Mal at Wembley yes. when he scored. <laughs> He scored yeah. and didn't celebrate for a minute. He sort of just stood there to be respectful and then, of course, celebrated as he's entitled to do. But he didn't do it straight away, you know, which is why he's yeah. still firmly and he there. he didn't run the length of the Wembley pitch and, you know. Exactly. So there you go. And by that time, you know, we were out of the game. If it had been a 90th minute winner and he'd, he'd have scored and celebrated in front of the fans, it might have been different. But there you go. Uh, as always, if you want to get involved at home with podcast predictions, the link is in the description and you must do it one hour and one minute before kickoff on Saturday afternoon. And there'll be lots more Brucey bonuses for you over the next, uh, well, few weeks up until the Christmas period. Talking of which, uh, Alan, Clive, uh, Emma, have you seen over the last... Well, what are we on now? Eight days, the Santa Stagfant calendar. That's yes, been, uh, well, yes. been was, it, was it Craig Disley today? Well, I'm just about to, uh, I'm about no. to tell you. So we've it was had... Liam Disley. It was not Liam Disley. I don't know where you got that from, but there you go. So everyone has been a different question. It will continue, hopefully, until the 24th, until I run out of questions. It's always themed around the number of the day. So, obviously, tomorrow you've got one about number nines. Um, I'll let you into a little secret. Nathan's not going to like tomorrow because it's anagrams again. But there you go. Oh, um, my favourite. You've got to mix it up a little bit. Right. So, today's uh, question was, um, can you work out this former Stags number eight uh, from the clues? He was born in Worksup. He was part of, this, of uh, Stuart Wax's Amber Generation. One of his uh, 16 goals for the Stags came on Derby Day, and his former clubs uh, include Bristol Rovers and Shrewsbury Town. Emma, any guesses? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Disley. Alan? Disley. Clive? I can't say Disley now. These two have said Disley. I'll go Liam Lawrence. It was definitely Craig Disley. You should have gone Disley. I mean, you don't get any points for it, but... Uh... Uh, but there you go. Uh, yes, it was Craig Disley. Well done if you've played along. Um, thanks for playing along as well so far. Really enjoyed it. Keep it up. Uh, we'll have more that are posted over the next, well, until Christmas Eve, really. Um, and some will be easy, some will be hard. There will be a couple more anagrams uh, in there. Um, Emma, if you were to pick a type of question that you actively dislike, so Nathan actively dislikes anagrams, what type of question is the worst type for you? Um... <laughs> anything that makes me use my memory if I'm honest anything <laughs> 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 that makes me think really far back <laughs> hey can I just share with you Anna when you get to my age the far back stuff you can hang on to it's the stuff that's happened recently you don't remember I like an anagram yeah I do see yeah. I think most people don't I just think it's just Nathan because he just he can't I don't, I don't know he just, he just can't get him in his head I mean our favourite anagram of all time, and I'm disappointed that Nathan's not on tonight because we could have talked about it, is, of course, playing against us, Alan, on, uh, on Saturday afternoon, Mr Randy Wands. Yeah, young Danny. <laughs> Brilliant. I know. Alan, what was, what was the anagram of your name? Can you remember? Of what? Dog. Alan. It's, it's, it's dog, obviously. God. No, we worked it out. It was something more imaginative. Mine was... Weird, because mine came out as vile pink car. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> vile I, pink I can't remember, car. Can't remember what mine was. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll, we'll we'll do some digging in the group chat and find out. Uh, right, that's almost all we've got time for. Um, Emma, whilst we've got you, obviously you're here to talk about her game two and things like that. You're the her game two ambassador for the Stags. Where is it that you want to go with this? What do you want to achieve for, uh, for women and girls watching the Stags in your role as uh, ambassador for her game too? 
So for me, I just really want everyone to go to football, have the experience that I've had, feel comfortable, be able to travel up and down the country if they want to, um, and feel safe, have a connection with people, build these relationships and be part of the Stags family and be proud of being a Stags fan, no matter male, female, you know, whatever, just really get that message out there and, you know, feel more confident to be able to share your opinion and talk about what you think and go to games. And if you want to work in football, work in football. If you want to play football, play it, you know, get out there and do it because nothing should stop you. Yeah, absolutely. And if people want to follow you on social media and sort of contact you and sort of keep an eye on everything that you're doing, where's the best place for people to to find you? Um, Twitter or Instagram, really. Um, I think on Instagram, it's um, Louise Penlington. Uh, on Twitter, I don't know. I can't remember without having a look. I think it might be. It's similar. It's Emma Penlington, so it'll be something along those lines. Um, and while we're here, if people would like to send me photos of you in your away shirts, that would be fantastic because Her Game 2 are supporting Shelter's No Home Kit campaign this year. So I need lots of photos of people in away kits so we can do a nice little montage. And if people can donate, that would be fantastic because um, we've got a little pot going for you know, each individual club and overall. And then we're going to do a nice little montage of all the pictures. And I'd just love to see as much Mansfield support as possible. Oh, there we go. She's beaten us to it. She's prompted why we were all wearing Oasis. I said in the group, I never do this. We never, like, coordinate what we're going to wear because it's a podcast and most people listen to it and don't want to see our faces. But sometimes it happens we just put random stag shirts on and we end up wearing the same shirt. But I specifically said in the group chat to the, to, today because we knew you were coming on and wanted us to talk about the, the initiative we're an away shirt and we uh, and everyone sort of has as well so I yeah get, get that message i know it's because you're not in the group chat yet I so know. you know we'll have to sort we'll have to if you become a permanent member then we'll have to sort that out for you right. but uh, it's a great really great initiative obviously it is freezing out there as well and uh, it's not a nice time of the year i've done a lot of programs over the years about homelessness when i used to be a broadcaster at uh, 103 and some of the stories you know people's unfortunate look and things like that and just being out and about it is horrible so if you can make one little donation or one little bit of difference um you know it all starts uh, it all starts with that so send your pictures in uh, on uh, twitter and that if you do follow us on twitter at mtfc matters we've retweeted um the link we'll put that as our pin post um, as well so go on there and you'll see it and you'll be able to follow emma um as well and uh, that brings me nice you know we're talking about away shirts we've all got this season's one on which wasn't the memo by the way it was just an away shirt um what is your all-time favourite Mansfield Town shirt? We have Nick on from Mansfield Town shirts quite often. He always gives us the array of shirts he has. What's your favourite Mansfield Town shirt? Um, so I have got it in the other room. It's the dark blue. I can't remember what year it was, but it was when Dawson was with us because it is dark blue. It's got the gold around the collar and I've got Dawson and number eight on the back. And I can't oh, remember brilliant. what year it was, but I love it. Yeah, the peri-electrical one. Yes, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've got I've got that upstairs, yeah. Yeah, I've got oh, it in the other room. I can't take it off the wall because it's like, no, you probably can't see it from the... We've got a Bolding 11 shirt in here. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, that one, I think it's the away shirt to that. Yes, I think it is. Possibly. That's um, my favourite. I, I do have it somewhere. I don't quite know where. I mean... I'm in the process of moving house at the minute and I've got a couple of boxes of stag shirts. So those, I think, are going to get donated and uh, we'll put that money into uh, uh, the, the fund as well. So if you've got an old stag shirt, get a picture of yourself on there uh, and send it to Emma. Thanks so much for coming on and being the saviour of the Mansfield Matters podcast. Um, I probably shouldn't ask this question because you might turn around and say, no, you've hated the last hour of your life and you never want to come on again. Have you enjoyed yourself? Have you uh, had a laugh tonight with the, with Clive's upsy downsies, insy outsies? All of that. I loved it. It's been really, really good. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really nice. No problem. You're welcome back anytime. And when you do reach three, you get one of these. So, you know, you've got, you've got something to aim for now. So there you go. Uh, Clive, Alan, obviously, you know, as regular members of the podcast, we have to assess Emma's performance tonight and figure out how, out of uh, Cam and Nathan, who we sack to uh, bring Emma in. My vote is, my vote is, I'm not going to lie, my vote's Cam. Um, I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't sack any of them, but it's a 10 from Len. 
I'm going to give her. I'm going to give Emma seventy six point seven two. I'm not sure that was the percentage that you said earlier because you've obviously forgot what it was. But there you go. It would have been a lot funnier if you remember what it was. But there you go. We'll let you off with old age. Right. I feel that's like it's better all... than the team, so I'll take it. Uh, green and white stripes, by the way. Oh, the favourite. Oh, green oh, and white yeah. stripes. Oh, there you go. Well, maybe if you could dig it out and uh, take a picture of it and Emma can include it in uh, her montage. Simple as that. There you go. How's about that for an ending? Right, that's it. We're off. We will see you again uh, at some point next week um, after the Stevenage game. Lots more to talk about. And, of course, we'll be recording our Christmas special soon as well. Uh, and we can exclusively tell you what our Christmas special is going to be this year. It's not going to be a Christmas special where it's a normal episode. We just put some Christmas decorations up and wear Christmas jumpers. It's going to be a Mansfield Town version slash football, depending on how it goes, version of Room 101. So get thinking of things that you'd like to chuck in Room 101 and uh, we'll see what we can do. I know what I'd like to chuck in Room 101. Uh, I'll let you make I'll let uh, you make your own minds I'll let you make your own minds upon that. Oh Clive's got a Christmas hat, there you go. For those listening for those listening on the audio version of this, it's very, very fetching. It's an alpha. Are you gonna wear that on Saturday, Clive, to uh, Stevenage? Can't hear you, I ain't got my headphones on. <sighs> Useless. Goodbye. Well, that's all we've got time for on the Mansfield Matters podcast tonight. My thanks, as ever, to you guys at home for getting involved in the comments on the live feed and to those of you that choose to listen to it after the show's gone out as well. Plus, my thanks to tonight's Mansfield Matters podcast panel, and that really is a mouthful. Don't forget to get involved in podcast predictions and take part in uh, our extra podcast predictions question this week as well to win yourselves some Christmas bonus points. It is the festive season after all, so wherever I can give you some bonus points, or at least try to, then I will. Right, that's it. We're off. We'll see you again at some point next week as we head towards Christmas and hopefully towards Mansfield Town getting another three points and climbing that table. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.